Welcome to our podcast, a quest to engage and unpack our African experiences, a celebration of our identities, our successes, a fearless voyage into ourselves. Zazi. Good morning. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I am well. It's been a minute. It's been a real long minute, but I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm very happy to be here. But just perhaps to um, let our listeners know, August in South Africa is celebrated as Women's Month. And we decided that we were going to gift ourselves August off. Just to recalibrate. Exactly. Fresh. A long deserved break. And also it was winter. It was getting cold. Ah, I don't know for you, but you know, in winter, it's just so miserable to start going out and stuff. So we're also all warm and cozy in our house, I hope. Well, yeah, that was mm. part of it. But also, um, August in South Africa is like infamously windy. So exactly. those winds of change. Yeah, so there's there's a lot underway cosmically in the world. Oh my gosh, guess what? What? I also survived an earthquake. When? The other day in the West Rand. Because remember the last time you, you were quite exactly. enthused to tell us that you had survived an earthquake? Tell me about yours. What happened? In when? In the West Rand of um, Johannesburg, it was it registered at a three point something on the Richter scale. Mm-hmm. Like it literally like rumbled our home. I was I was and it wasn't just on any other day. It was the night of the super moon. The s- oh, yes. I saw the p- super moon. It was like gorgeous. I didn't know there was an earthquake there. There was. I was looking at the moon. I was like, oh, wow, yay. I even howled a little bit. <laughs> and then I went back inside. Brrm. Exactly. That's precisely <laughs> how it happened. But it's so strange because lately we've been having so many earthquakes. And this morning I saw that there were a very serious one in Morocco. Just this, I think yesterday night. Um, at, well, I saw that quickly on the news, but it feels like serious. Um, there are many victims. I need to go back home and, uh, check on the news. Um, yeah, just follow up on that. But there have been a very serious earthquake yesterday in Morocco. Oh, wow. I actually had no idea. Oh. But just speaking of like, um, news across the continent today, this morning, I heard that Mangosuti Portilezi passed away. He, to our listeners who have um, no understanding who that could be. He was considered the prime minister of the Zulu, uh, royal family to the people. He was also the founder of the Ngata Freedom Party, who were a rival, if you will, of, um, the ANC at a critical point in our fight for democracy. But most importantly, he, I think one of the more key things that he should be remembered for is he gave the speech. So once upon a time in South African history, um, the ANC and the IFP were at odds. It was almost like mm-hmm. a civil war. These two parties of, you know, representing people of color were at odds and people died. Lots and lots of people died in the East Rand of Johannesburg in KZN. And in fact, it was conflict that was um, being propagated by the state. So by the you know, racist Apartheid South African. State, yes. yes. And so at some point, Mangosuti um, Putelezi gave the speech where he was addressing this violence. He was addressing the injustices and he actually got emotional. Like he, he, he sort of like got teary in his throat, um, as he was explaining how much he abhors violence and he would never send anybody on a violent quest. And, um, it was a very, very touching speech. I think we owe it to the people to just, um, yank it out of the history archives and share it with them. Um, but he was a really sweet man. He was one of many men who actually opted to be monogamous when oh. he was in the position to have more than one wife. Um, it was considered like, dude, 
how are you turning down having like a second and a third and a fourth possible wife and you know which so is common in zulu culture right it's very common not even just in zulu culture especially if you are within the royal um, oh, yes. family mm. because he was the son of Ooh, he was, he was <laughs> he like a cousin related. to the king. Yes, yes. Essentially, long story, something like that. So it was actually almost like it was expected of him, but he, he became Christian and in the Christian faith that isn't practiced. But beyond that, I think he just loved his wife. Yes. Um, and they were happily <laughs> married until she passed away before him. And he was 95 years yes, old. Yes. I so. saw that 95. Oh, like that's so interesting. I'm going to go back to read more about him. Uh, I didn't know all these facts about him, but yeah, definitely I'm going to bo- go and read more about him and rest his rest in peace to him and also uh, i think it's a little bit of a pop culture event i think um he's the grandfather of a singer toya delezi right yes they are related in some way but um in equally in terms of referencing this to pop so the shaka ilembe movie Net- series mm. has um it's not even netflix i apologize it's showmax on showmax um actually not even it's dstv Actually, because there's a big difference here. Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, Shaka Ilembe, that first season has come to a conclusion. Um, and I know that it's been well received across the continent, actually. So not even just South African audiences, because South African audiences, some of them are hating because they prefer the old Shaka Zulu. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the classic one. The classic <laughs> one. Um, so that is another topical debate. I must confess, I have not watched it, but only because I, I struggle to jump onto things in the time they are released. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, I've um, I've watched a couple of few episodes. Is very, I mean, the cine- cinematography, the visual, it's so beautiful. And you know the way. Um, I don't really, I don't speak Zulu, so I would love from some Zulu people to tell us. It feels like it's a really deep and very beautiful Zulu. Um, and also, yeah, the costumes, the, there's, um, some actresses like, um, Nomzam, Nomzamo, right? Nomzamo yeah. Bata, yeah. Yeah, Nomzamo Bata. Yes, she's, uh, she's there. Uh, she's playing Shaka Zulu's mom and it's beautiful, but, um, I've, um, I've sort of stopped watching because of, you know, it's not easy to, you know, Sunday evening, it's, prep for the week and stuff but I would love to go back and sit and watch the whole series now that the season one is concluded and I heard that they've been commissioned for season two they have so I mean from what I have seen I can I can appreciate the the cinematography that it's beautiful they even released an album on the back of this uh, like a soundtrack album that I've given a listen to Um, how how does it sound oh hmm (laughs) <laughs> Any known artists or? Um, yeah, they were all known artists. Oh. Um, the likes of like the Stravas of the world. Oh, yes, yes. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's a proper, um, arcade of strong South African artists. I need to go and listen to it. I haven't paid attention to the. I was going to say it wasn't soundtrack. memorable. So that's why I can't mm. even answer you, but I, I did the due diligence of at least listening to it because yes. I knew I wasn't going to watch, but not because I don't plan to watch. You know what it's like? It's like, Getting on a highway where there's a lot of traffic. Exactly. You know, so watching things in the time of their release is like getting into traffic. I would rather just take my... I agree with that. I think I need to do that. But now I've got a question for if anybody who wants to watch it. I mean, is it going to be... Where is it? I mean, the season one, full season one will be available. If yes, where? Okay, so no. The plan is this, right? Ooh. Multi-choice have lost a lot of viewership because of... Um, streaming. So yes. things like Netflix and mm. streaming. So very few people are willing to pay the amount that they charge for the full bouquet 
Um, so that Shaka Ilembe was released premierly on DSTV mm. so that even those people who have Showmax wouldn't have it on Showmax because they want you to get onto the DSTV. And it was watch, a money oh. move. Um, so if they are going to release it anywhere, it will probably be on Showmax and it will be limited so that, um, so yeah. people can really like, Oh, I see. I see the marketing behind yeah. that. And it's so, yeah, it's so interesting now. A structure like DSTV in terms of streaming, but this will be a topic for another episode. <laughs> yeah, but I also think maybe Netflix would approach them to possibly buy the rights. That's what I was thinking. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's it's great that there is a thirst for African continents. So go us. Yes, and we'll definitely keep you updated on where can where and when you can catch the whole thing because I think it's really interesting. But about keeping people updated. So spring has sprung. Yes, I love it. Yeah, happy spring. <laughs> yes, guys, welcome to spring in the Southern Hemisphere, um, particularly in the country of South Africa. We, it is spring for us from the season. It's actually kind of like the 20th of September until the end of November, but we mark it from September 1st is spring day. Exactly. Um, so, and the sun has come out to party. It's beautiful, guys. I mean, I'm loving it. <laughs> yes. Like the sun is there. You can feel it when you're outside. In fact, I encourage as many of you who are enjoying the spring festive um, weather to take the time to go sit in the sun and just drink it in. Exactly. And just like we were saying before, after these cold months, I mean, oh, you, you feel like alive again to see like long days the warmth etc so yeah and i, f I feel happier <laughs> yeah i feel happier too i think it's uh, yeah i feel happier too in many ways like i said so august for me was almost like a mental break month um yes. so i've come out of whatever it was that the shell and yes good so, so what do we have in stock today for spring season spring day I mean, what's what's in stock for this uh, particular episode? Well, I think we should actually maybe just share with our listeners all the potential events you could possibly be attending That's while a great the sun idea. has come out to play. Um, there's a few here in South Africa, and then we could also look at some elsewhere on this exactly. continent and within the diaspora. Yeah, let's go. I'm so excited. Okay, well, you're Miss Content. Tell us, uh, um, where can South Africans go for a good time this spring? Okay, first of all, people must know, I mean, in South Africa, uh, like, like Christine said, as soon as it's spring, every event managers, marketing manager, everybody, I mean, it's full of events. And actually, one of my good friends, Tanya, she post posted something on Instagram, what was, she was saying, is actually the month of September needs its own bank account. And it's so true, <laughs> because the events, the invitation, like everything. So for instance, like actually today, uh, there's the Joburg Art Fair. Um, it started yesterday. Uh, what's the date? Uh, yesterday, 8th of September, right? Yes. So from the 8th to the 10th of September, it's Joburg Art Fair. I don't know if you have been already to one of the previous edition. I have never been to an art fair. Oh, really? Oh my God. I must take you with, <laughs> I must take you with me. I mean, it's, it's so beautiful. And so actually after today, I'm going in the afternoon. There's the Joburg Art Fair. And also what's interesting, if you love music, there's a lot of, um, Concerts. I mean, um, so in in Johannesburg, uh, the weekend of the twenty fourth of September, it's uh, Heritage Day, 
and there's a lot of events there. There's the Delicious Festival, DSTV Delicious Festival. We were mentioning DSTV a couple of minutes ago. There's Burner Boy, Burner Boy concert. Uh, I've seen Burner Boy actually at the previous DSTV uh, edition last year. It was so packed. It was so crowded. So I'm sure he's, um, the organizers saw the value of bringing him in a larger venue. He's going at the FNB Stadium. Uh, what else? Um, a bit later in the year, there's the Hey Neighbor Festival. I think it's a new festival with the likes of Kendrick Lamar. Uh, her, etc., and of course a lot of art fairs, etc. So I don't know um, what maybe I don't know. Do you have other events on your calendar? Well, another notable one is in Cape Town. So Zakes Bantwini is having, I think it's the second edition of his Abantu Festival at the DHL Stadium. That is happening on the 28th of October, um, and I, I generally. Don't, I'm not a fan of Cape Town, but I feel like what Zakes Bandwini is doing here is almost like claiming it. So all the things I don't like about Cape Town, that it's not inclusive for people of color. Exactly. That it's not for the people. I think, um, especially because the word Abandu means people. People, yes. yes. So this, this festival called Abandu in Cape Town, which is a second installment from what I understand. And he's going to have all the fresh hot lineups, um, performing. But so I, I support it when it's Zakes Bandwini. Cape Town is a place to go to. Guys, please go support. But that's in Southern Africa. Um, Can I say something about the Abantu Festival? Sure. Actually, um, you said it says uh, just a little correction. Actually, um, it's, it will be its uh, inaugural edition. Oh, it was inaugural? Yes. It was supposed to happen last year, I think mm. around November. So maybe that's why they were already communicating around that, etc. But for some reason, they postponed it to, I think first it was around April or something. Then now in October. So, yeah. So oh, okay. at least he's had an event by this name. It might not have been in a festival format. Yes, yes. But um, he's done something exactly Abantu brand. Um, that, that's the thing. I think he's been trying to. I mean, he's been building this Abantu brand. I'm not sure. Maybe I need to double check. I think maybe um album name Abantu or something. So there's definitely um a brand that he's creating, and also like Christine say Abantu. I think in a lot of um. Bantu languages, it means people, yes. Bantu, Abantu, in Swahili, uh, the Bantu people. So yeah, <laughs> you get it. You sure, get it. it's interesting. I was at Vitz recently doing, attempting to be studying. Um, I passed, but I say attempting because I didn't, yeah, it's a long story. But um, <laughs> you I had to, to tell write me about an, it. I had to write an essay. And, um, so I don't like this terminology black, right? Like, so I, this idea of calling myself a black person doesn't sit well with me. And I'm on, I'm just trying to change it in my own language. So in this essay, I actually even wrote, I wrote everything but black. And it was really discussing like South Africa's history. And I was like, Abantu, <laughs> meaning people, people of more melanin. Anyway, it was wow, just. Wow, you so. need to share that essay with me. I would love to read that. But, but uh, yes, you were saying. No, I said, but I understand your point of view. Of course, it's another debate, but uh, ourselves on the continent, I, I don't think our ancestors were calling ourselves, you know, black. We exactly. Because we're all black and, you know. In Kenya, actually, they don't call themselves black. Even in, in Congo, I don't think the first thing we refer to our, ourselves is black because you know most of us we all black so we we if we've got to understand your point of view we've got other other words to um, define ourselves and black exactly. really it's in the context of black versus white when you you know when you're abroad or something but it's not the main thing yeah but we should have this conversation with the linguist we keep talking about exactly having. yes yes we have yeah we need to go back to our spring yes. spring or spring content um, yes, well, so we're talking about a concert, 
um, I don't what, any any other events on yeah, your radar? Yeah, there's quite a few. So Sibusile Kwaba, who is a South African musician, um, he is going on a tour to Zanzibar and Lusaka. So his tour kicks off in Zanzibar on the 20th of September. And his last stop will be on the 30th of September in Lusaka at a place I actually had lunch called Latitude. It's a beautiful, beautiful oh, space. Oh, and you've, you've, you've been there? Oh. Well, I've been to this particular place where okay. he's performing. Um, but Lovely. it's, it's like a restaurant slash art gallery type space that has room for a performance in another, like, it's a really, really beautiful oh, space. Wow. So, um, if you're out in Lusaka, 30th of September, but not even because he's also performing on the 29th of September at the CCA Gallery. So yeah, just keep your eyes out for Sibusile Kaba's tour, Zanzibar, Lusaka. He is heading for you. I think he is worth your airspace. Yes, please, please guys. Just, and like we said in a couple of episodes, um, just like go out there and support our artists when, especially when they tour the continent. I think it's so important and it's needed. Don't negotiate your tickets. <laughs> they don't oh need God. that. They I actually feel... need you to... But you're in a special sort of bracket. <laughs> okay. But for the regular person, um, please don't try swindle negotiations for tickets. Our artists need you to actually do the paying. That's true. To support them. Like we want you to buy the music, etc. But now talking about the, this event, actually I, I came across an um, interesting top of African... Seven top African celebration and festival. Um, of course, it's really not, um, it's, they're all not uh, happening now in spring, but I thought it would be interesting for me to share a couple of them. Um, so for instance, I'm sure you have been there. Um, starting like, I think around June and July in South Africa, they've got the National Heart Festival in Gra- Grahamstown. Mm-hmm. Have you been there before? Yeah, in high school. Uh, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. So I have never gone as an adult okay. with the power to. So what is it about? Is it like pants, music or everything? No, it's everything. So they attract um, sort of like in- independent productions. So theater is a big thing. Mm-hmm. They also like art exhibitions. And then to some extent, there are musical components. But um, predominantly, it's for like the performing arts is a All better right. way of explaining it. Mm. And it's really great. It's actually a really fun time, um, especially if you're in your youth. Okay. Um, yeah. I've never been there and I would love to check. But yeah. And also, um, another festival that I came across is the Festival of the Dawa Countries. I don't know how to pronounce it. D-H-O-W, Dawa Countries, mm-hmm. in Zanzibar around July as well. Um I need to check quickly what is it about, but um but back to things that are actually happening in spring. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I guess I mean it's spring in Tanzania too at the same time as us, right? Uh, but they're having the Marafiki Music Festival, okay. and it's happening on the fifth and seventh of October. It's more like the fifth to the eighth of October. Um, a South African band that I've worked with very closely, Sankwa Experiment, have. Uh, are been announced on the lineup so i think that's really awesome guys please support sankla so that we can get them to tanzania um so if they have any shows before they head out be sure to go there because we need to get them to perform at the smarafiki festival that is happening on the 5th to the 8th of october in dar es salaam at the makumbusho village oh wow and marafiki means uh friends rafiki friendship uh-huh like the uh, lion king mm-hmm. oh yes def- <laughs> definitely <laughs> a lot of people knew uh, know i mean a few words of swahili because of that movie christine we couldn't finish our tour of the festivals and 
cultural events in Tanzania without mentioning access, the Music in Africa Conference for Collaborations, Exchange and Showcases, which will take place in November. So in a nutshell, access is a three-day Pan-African conference which take place in a different African cities every year and is attended by major industry key players, stakeholders, musicians, etc., etc. The program includes panels, discussions, keynote presentations, showcases, and this year some of the performing artists are Shoma Josie from South Africa, Bala MC from Tanzania, Feli Nandi from Zimbabwe, and Guaca Son System from DRC. Sincerely though, the Access Showcase lineup is as pan-African as it gets. Other really notable artists for people to look out for would be Nu Harkati. He's from Tunisia. I mean, I might have mentioned before that I'm not um, I'm not a fan of like music videos, but please, pretty please, check out the music video he has for Waye. I think conceptually and just like what they do visually with getting like the the optics to look like they're playing along to the music it's really really worth checking out but also please do check him out performing at access Wu Harkati from Tunisia and then of course there's um, Kasiva Matua who is like a, a percussionist from Kenya I've had the opportunity of working with her to some capacity she has a fire fire podcast called Vibe Na Queen um, I think the title kind of speaks for itself but yes please do check out Kasiva Matua she's a phenomenal force in the East African industry and space and I guess another female artist to mention would be Zolani Mahola and the Feminine Force. Zolani Mahola was a member of Freshly Ground who released the 2010 World Cup song for the Soccer World Cup um, Waka Waka Hey they did that track with Shakira that was a vibe so she's now working sort of like independently with Zolani Mahola and the Feminine Force who are going to be performing out at Axis representing South Africa the most notable piece of information is that Access is brought to you by the Music in Africa Foundation. It is taking place this year in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam to be specific, and more specifically at the Julius Nyerere Convention Center. It is taking place from the 9th to the 11th of November. African delegates, if you have an African passport, essentially, your admission is free. The rest of you might have to pay a little bit smolanyana entry fee, but it's really worth it what the Music in Africa Foundation have managed to achieve with this, like, massive music conference is really worth the experience. I know I've only been to the one in Johannesburg. Crossing fingers that I might get to the go to the one in Tanzania. Uh, we never know what happens, but if I don't go, please go and enjoy it on my behalf. I've never been to Tanzania. Um, and for those of you who are going for the first time, tell us all about your experiences. That is Access Tanzania 9 to 11 November, brought to you by the Music in Africa Foundation with an epic, epic showcase lineup. Okay, this is not a cultural festival, <laughs> but uh, when I was checking my list, they were mentioning the Hermanus Well Festival late in September. This is more of a biodiversity festival about the wells, lending, whatever. Also, have you been there or to Hermanus? No, is that in the Western Cape? It's in Cape, uh, no, not far from Cape Town yeah. again. No, <laughs> you you really don't like that that part, right? No, man. There are these places in South Africa where white people have just made themselves feel like they are the norm, they are the way, they oh, are the what what, and like it actually literally grosses me out. It's like stenched in ah, privilege and okay. like. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. I've never been there, but like completely. It's yes, beautiful. Yes. Please don't take that away from it. <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem, right? Is that they've reserved this beauty for like a, 
a small sect of people and that's just not fair and that's another story for another day. But I've come across something that should be interesting. It's in Kenya around uh, November, Mombasa Carnival. Okay. So apparently it's a carnival of, yeah, uh, people of different, yeah, they're showcasing different cultures around that uh, region of uh, East Africa. So definitely if, if you planning to travel around that time in um, October, uh, November, sorry, in Kenya, you should definitely attend Mombasa, Mombasa Carnival. But one other one, um, so our neighbors out here in Zimbabwe, they are having the Mitambo International Theatre Festival. Mitambo. Mitambo. Okay. Yes. Um, it is happening, I have the proper notes, uh, it's happening in October, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it is happening on the 29th of September, actually, it's the end of this month, the Mitambo International Theatre Festival, which was designed to bring awareness to theatre. And in fact, um, theatre in Zimbabwe is is quite a strong cultural thing. There are quite really? a few theatre organisations, theatre trusts. Oh, wow, um, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, they do a lot for theatre. Oh. Uh, the whole idea is it's a theatre-centred annual festival with the goal of promoting theatre nationally That's very good, yeah. So there'll be international audiences. So yeah, big ups to the theatre in Zimbabwe. In fact, they actually had a a streaming platform where theatre productions were filmed Mm -hmm. and then broadcast like to audiences um online you know which i thought is quite revolutionary if i could pay money to watch a theater in the comfort of my own home on tv exactly yeah that's my cup of tea i came across something very interesting that is happening in egypt um in uh when october okay i'm sure Egypt is closer to Europe. It won't be technically spring there, (laughs) but it will be more winter. But yeah, I mean, we're just having this calendar from September to December on. Interesting that you can check. It's called the Abu Simbel Festival. And apparently they, uh, yeah, it's, um, okay, I need to check that quickly, but they, they're paying a tribute or um, homage to, uh, the pharaoh. Which pharaoh is that? Okay, I need to check that quickly. That sounds really exciting. Exactly. Apparently it's something where the sun is in that, um, aligned directly to one of these, yeah, a, a pyramid. And then it's like a, a tribute homage. So, it's a homage to uh, ancient Egypt. I need to, I'm, I'm not sure who is Pharaoh and his wife is it again, but yeah, definitely it's something that I would love to check if I go to, if I ever go to Egypt. <laughs> you know, a little confession, when I was younger, I had this dream that I would study in Egypt. I don't know why, but I was so taken by like pyramids and mm. the Egyptian gods and the hieroglyphics and what have you. Not that I was going to study, um, uh, not old stuff, not archaeology or anything like that. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to study in Egypt. Like, I oh. felt like I wanted my life to be lived in Egypt. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I'm sure it's a, such an interesting place. Oh, yes, I found it. So, it's um, it's a festival honoring Ramses II and his wife, Queen Nefertari, and to illuminate two of the stat- of the three status within. Uh, yeah, so um, it's something with, uh, I think, the sun being aligned to these two pyramids. And apparently it's a big festival, a mercy. Okay. No, Shemya, I hear Egypt is not the nicest place to be for no melanated people. No, like the, that, that's what I wanted to say is like, it's so interesting. I'm sure we need to dedicate an episode about that. Why, uh, the erasure of the Nubian and the, yeah, millennium and the um, ancient um, Egypt is, uh, history. Uh, they're basically denying that it was like a 
black melanated civilization and just yeah. recently again um there were a bit of uh controversy around that but we really need to maybe one day maybe with some historian to dedicate an episode to that yeah we owe egypt that conversation actually as because i think what they've done to, what they've managed to do somewhat successfully is actually literally remove us or separate themselves from the rest of the continent exactly. in such a way that even us as people don't want to have the Egyptian conversation exactly. because we're like, Psh, they don't, they don't identify with us. So mm. what's the, which means that the, the powers that be are winning, right? Uh, and that's a problem. So I want to claim Egypt. Egypt is an African. Yes. Like this, the pre-civilization. I mean, it, people need to know that contemporary Egypt, which is okay. I, I don't, I don't know how to describe that, but I want to say maybe it's a more, um, Arabic tradition right now. But before that, yeah, um, it was a um, black, black civilization. And it's really, if you do a little bit of your research and history, it's well recorded. Yeah. It is very well recorded. But speaking of recordings, um, as we sort of wrap up, this particular edition of Hello Spring and yes. welcoming you back to our voices. Did you know? So the world, the Rugby World Cup is on in this moment. And in fact, today on this evening of the 9th of September, which is the same day as I said earlier, Mangosuti Putelezi passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the South African Boca are playing their first opening game for the Rugby World Cup. And, um, so I was curious this morning. I was like, actually, how many African countries are there? In the Rugby World Cup Definitely not Congo <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Congo But in case you were curious to know There are two African countries In the Rugby World Cup Really? Um, so yes It's South Africa Who probably rank third in the world No, not yes. probably We do rank third in the world uh, We are the current um, World Cup holders Yes um, And we have won three World Cups in the past, and the only other country that has won three World Cups is New Zealand. Okay. Um, but the other country is Namibia. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I am also not surprised, considering that uh, there was a big exodus of, of Afrikaners yes. to Namibia. Makes sense. And so they planted that interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but just additionally, so it's not just a Southern African thing. There are other African countries that have an interest in rugby. Um, so just to share with you people who might be curious, Zimbabwe is ranked 31st in the rugby charts, and Kenya is ranked 33rd. Interesting. And Uganda wow. is ranked 42nd. And lastly, Senegal holds the title of the 56th ranked wow. rugby nation. Interesting. But yeah, we, we all going to watch rugby and support the Springbok. Yeah, I guess shame. <laughs> I mean, they have, it's the first black, um, well, not that this is his first time as the South African captain, but I mean, this is the only country in that are vying. I don't know who the captain is for Namibia, but I'm assuming they're not black. But uh, yeah, so I'm supporting Sia Kolisi. Oh yes, uh, definitely. Because he's a nice man and he has a foundation and he mm. means well. So it would be nice for him to lead us to another victory. Before I hop on to rugby, for me tonight, I'm going to support uh, Coco Goff in the tennis. Oh yes, she's out I there smashing at the US Open. Yes, so yeah. Go Coco! <laughs> yes, go, go Coco. Coco, definitely. So I think that's the wrap-up for our spring episode. And yeah, welcome back and... Do stay tuned with us. Let us know if you have any events happening in not even just um, the spring season but just throughout the rest of the year that we can share with our audiences and you must know our audiences are not just African we 
Africans everywhere. Exactly. We're Pan-African, we're in the diaspora, and everybody is welcome to join us. And just a quick thank you for, since we launched our episode, we've, we've received a lot of encouraging and very positive, very nice feedback. So thank you for those who have listened. Thank you for all the nice comments. If you haven't listened yet, please, our, what will be now, fifth, um, uh, at least we've got already four um, available episodes. Please uh, go and have a listen and let us know what you think. Constructive criticism, welcome. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Peace.